All right, what's going on, guys? Austin and Reese here coming at you guys with a brand new Boat Snacks podcast, episode two. This week, we have my good buddy, Michael Wallace, coming on the show. He is figuring out Discord right now. Uh, coming on, doing a little, we're going to have a little discussion. It's not really an interview. Uh, we went out fishing this last Sunday, which was July 4th. Um, had a pretty decent day on a lake where I caught my PB. So we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about some other stuff, too. Here's his friend request coming in. So let's go ahead and get him on the show. All right, guys, uh, this is my good buddy, Mike, here. Say what's up, Mike. Hey, guys, what's going on? Can you hear me good, Austin? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, so his YouTube channel is Real Life of Mike. Um, you can follow him on there. Uh, I'll probably link it in the YouTube description, and if I can figure out how to, on the Spotify description as well. So uh, We're going to talk about our, our recent fishing trip to, uh, to Lake Quitman on July 4th. We had a pretty good little time out there. Uh, the video will be coming out hopefully pretty soon. Um, but I, I really want to talk, talk about this new bait, man. This, uh, you caught, you caught what one fish on it and had another blow up on it. You only fished it for like 30 casts or something probably. Yeah. Yeah. We fished it real early in the morning. It's, uh, it's called the swap and plop. Uh, I found out about it actually on TikTok. So there's a guy that shoot you and I probably fished against him in college. Uh, he goes to Clemson. Uh, I really can't think of his name right now, but I've had several messages with him. Uh, but he's an engineering major. And basically what he did, the best way I can describe this, he took, he took the whopper plopper concept. This bait looks like a whopper plopper, but the hooks are on the side and the line tie is on the other side instead of on the, you know, out in the front. And when you cast it out and you begin retrieving it it'll it'll go like at a 45 degree angle one way and you twitch it and it'll flip over and go the other way almost like a spook and a whopper plopper combo so the second i saw it i, I just knew i had to have it i contacted the guy and bought man i bought 10 of them i think but yeah because i i just had such confidence that this was going to be the the next big thing and i've already caught fish on it thankfully you know it's not like the what's some other uh the other baits that you know we know about that we've seen all the commercials on and like they don't actually Dude. catch fish uh, oh, just, the banjo minnow banjo minnow that's like the number one like i thought i've never even seen that what is, hold on, hold on, hold on. the banjo minnow oh come on man that's like Oh, it really catches fish, or like the oh, rocket. This one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, the rocket. That. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my rocket, cat's biting my foot. Um, rocket fishing launcher. It really catches fish, and then it's like it busts after like ten uses or something. So like yeah, this one it. I haven't pulled up for the for the people watching on YouTube. I have, I have the pictures pulled up of the three or those more colors, five colors you can get. Um. So of this of this uh, swap a plop or whatever. Uh, Looks pretty neat, and like I, like like he was saying, like I was saying, he caught fish on it already. I, I witnessed it happen, man. They blow up on it. Um, I I would say it's as frequent or more frequent than the plopper. I think this has really unique. Like you can fish it in areas you probably couldn't fish a plopper, right? So you can make a cast and then you can swap it around stuff, you know. So you, if you're following like a grass edge or something, you can. You could literally follow that grass edge, like even the little points that come out and stuff, and just zigzag it back and forth. Absolutely, yeah. Like I would say, 
the neatest thing, like literally whenever I first got the bait, um, I had it come in. I immediately knew what it was. I opened the box and like within 10 minutes, I had already tied the bait on, was outside at my neighborhood pond and was using it. And the most interesting thing to me, I caught two fish on it, but even more crazy, you know, or more interesting than that was uh, seeing how many fish just follow it. And then the second, you know, they're following it. It's it's two colors, or they have the one that I was throwing was yeah, black two colors. So, you, yeah, you flip it on one side, it's white. The next time you twitch it, it's going to change direction and it's going to change color. And so, what the really neat thing was seeing those fish follow it one side, and it's like, okay, you know what, what is this thing? Or it looks like a bait. And then the second you flip it and change direction, it changed colors. Like, they just had a whole different reaction to and. Yeah. reaction to a, a bait that I had never seen before yeah. and that and, twitch uh, that twitch is like something yeah. you don't you can you can pop a waffle hopper like stop and give it a little twitch but it doesn't like full on change direction like you could walk this like you're walking a dog I mean that's not the point of it but you could like it switches back and forth and as it's doing that it switches colors so that's pretty unique yeah there, there's there's a couple things that I would personally want to change about it but this is also coming from a guy who's not a, a bait creator or engineer of any kind uh, don't really have that mindset but um, sometimes I will say the hooks tend to get wrapped together they're good hooks but they're um, they're gamagatsu hooks and but they do tend to get wrapped together um, and then I'll say it, it does tend to get fouled up in the line sometimes sometimes it doesn't tw twitch exactly how you need it to uh, they're 3d printed um, but obviously with that, there's still going to be, you know, it, it almost still looks like a first generation of it. When they come out with the next one, yeah. I would expect it to be just that much, that much more effective and that much more uh, user-friendly. Um, yeah. I think that these are pretty much like a prototype run. They're running them like they're, they're real, but like <clears throat> that material is just really weird. That I, Like it's 3D printed, so I've never seen anything like a bait. Like I've seen 3D printed things, but not like a bait. Uh, but For you can sure. you can pick those up at swappabilbaits.com. I'm on it right now. I have it pulled up. So. Oh right. yeah, give them some time as well. Um, that dude, he it's a small company. They stay pretty booked up, but he's he's real nice about it. He he wrote me a a handwritten letter and included a uh, included a a fate or a net gator as well, which I thought oh, was nice. really nice. Um, Anyways, but yeah, definitely, definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, good people, and I mean, I just I can't wait to use that. Really, on any lake I go, um, just trying to, you know, see what bodies of water it works in, where it doesn't, you know, how neat and uh, unique I can get into certain areas that I couldn't before with treble hook baits. So yeah, um, all right. Uh, we're moving on to Bassmaster 100 Best Lakes. So we talked about this the other day, and I guess I was unaware. I don't know if you were aware. They separated it into four regions. So it's a top 25 by region, but then they have a top 10 overall. So those are the top 10 we're going to talk about, right? Um, so we were staying on the ranked one lake in the country. We did not fish it. We went over here and fished this little lake. Uh, I think this might be equipment. It's probably over here somewhere. Uh, anyway, Lake Quitman. Uh, it's right next to Lake Fork. But the number one lake in the country this year was Lake Fork, Texas. Um, Go Lake. <laughs> it, 
Yeah, dude. Uh, we were staying on the lake, which is crazy that... Uh, it's just crazy to me that, like, we, we stayed on Lake Fork, which is number one in the country, and went and fished somewhere else. But both of us aren't really huge Lake Fork guys. Um, you grew up, you fished it a lot. I've only fished it a couple times, but when I fish it, it's like, you're either going to catch a good fish and, like, one or two the whole day, or literally skunk. Like, <laughs> like not get a bite. So... Absolutely. I, uh, I'll definitely say that whenever I take fish, you know, whenever I take people fishing who have not been out there before, or, you know, if I take, you know, family members or anything like that, who, you know, may more or less look up to me knowing that I fish more frequently than they do. And they expect me to be able to put them on fish better than they could themselves. It's, it's kind of embarrassing, but I always kind of break it down to them. Like, look, I know all the hype about this lake and I I get the same jitters every time I go on it like you know there's always the chance that you're going to run into the biggest fish of your life. I mean that that is always a chance, always a possibility on this lake. But there is just as great or greater of a chance that you know we may only get a handful of bites or no bites at all. So like I I tell I tell people to really lower their expectations and like i'd rather be surprised and you know satisfied after lowering their expectations than oh my gosh this is the best lake in the country and they have a bad experience or you know just because those those fish are the smartest fish have to be the smartest fish in the country they see so many baits so many different presentations so many different boats so many different tournaments every every weekend i mean it's just it's insane so i mean uh, there's definitely some other lakes on the top 10 that I'm really excited to, to, to talk about more so than fork if I had to say, but yeah. So, so the Delta is number two, um, which I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fork guy. I, I mean, some people have great luck out there and have a great time. Um, if you're really good at fishing, you could probably find them every day, you know, but that ain't me. Uh, the Delta is one of those places where I feel like you can go out. I've never fished there, but this is from everything I've seen and heard is like, you can go out. If you find an area with fish, you're going to catch like a four pound average. Like, oh wow. That's just like how it is there. It's like you don't catch a bunch of dinks. I mean, I, I've seen people catch a bunch of dinks, but like, I just feel like that's, from what I've heard, is like their average fish is like four pounds or five pounds or something. It's crazy. So now I've watched I've watched a decent amount of videos on the Delta. Is it? Um, I've looked at it on the map. I mean, it, it just looks like a a labyrinth of all sorts yeah. of different ways to go. Like maybe easy to get lost. I have no clue. Is it? And it looks like it's a lot of shallow fishing, which I feel like I would definitely love some grass and stuff like that. I've seen some a lot of people punching and frogging and stuff like that. Is it? Does it? Do you know if it sets up more like a river? Or, you know, do those fish go offshore anywhere? So That's just something, you know, I've never fished the West Coast it Lake. It sets up, apparently, this is, I mean, this is all speculation at this point, because I've never fished either of these lakes. But this is what, like, uh, Greg Blanchard, uh, the YouTuber who, like, does the, uh, he, he fishes out there all the time. He's a kayak oh, he YouTuber. kayaks, yeah, yeah. I like that guy. Yeah, he, uh, he fishes Delta all the time. He said it sets up a lot like, or he said Okeechobee sets up a lot like the Delta. Um so it's not like like Okeechobee's one big pool of water, whereas it's a bunch of river systems. But it's shallow with 
a lot of grass all over it, right? Which is the same thing as Okeechobee. It's shallow with a lot of grass all over it. He said that's kind of how it is. Like year, year round, they're just up in the grass. Um, so that's from what I've heard. And apparently, like even on a bass boat, you pretty much have to launch where you're gonna fish, like in that general area, because it is, according to the Bassmaster, it's one thousand one hundred square miles. Sheesh. Yeah. That is. Yeah, I mean, like, how big is that compared to like uh, Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn? Because like. They're measured in acres, so. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's right, that's right, that's right. I mean, uh, I mean we would like, have to do it by, like, shoreline or something. On here. Uh, Rayburn is, yeah, 114,000 acres. Uh, Toledo Bend might not be in the top ten this year. Yeah, so, I mean, you can, have, you can have a crazy, I mean, you can have so many tournaments launching from each different ramp and never run into other anglers, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard to pressure that place, which I th- think that's why it stayed good for so long. I mean, it's obviously pressures a lot of guys fishing out there, but like, dude, that's so much water. Like, yeah, I wonder those California or the West Coast guys that are always out there. I wonder what goes through their mind if they're in like a middle ground between like, you know, I, I don't know what other much deeper clean, you know, clear lakes cl- like Clear I mean, Lake. Clear Lake, yeah, is out there. Yeah. It's pretty far know. away, though. I'm pretty sure. Like it's, yeah. Not I just close. I just didn't know if there's if there's other lakes that set up more like Clear Lake instead of uh, uh, the Delta, and I guess if there's like you know guys that are like right there in the middle, like what makes them think, oh, you know, today would be better on the Delta as opposed to a deeper you know Highland Reservoir. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think there's a lot of Highland Reservoirs up there. I think the Delta is kind of unique in California. Um, I think most of the California lakes are Highland Reservoirs. Uh, most West Clo- Coast lakes are all Highland le- Reservoirs um, with really steep banks, you know, not a lot of structure. And, or not a lot of cover, lots of structure, not a lot of cover. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it... Where it uh, like cuts off down there. It's so weird. I'm sorry. I'm reading like the tournament stuff about it. It's crazy, dude. Do they catch big fish in there? I feel like I've seen one video of like a a guy catching like a 15 pounder or something crazy on a yeah. on a, like a spinnerbait or something. But beyond that, I've never seen anything. The heaviest one day limit. Um, I think that's this is from this year. I don't know if this is all time or this year. It doesn't say, but it's. 35.06 pounds, including a 9.47 kicker. The 11th place team had a fish that went 11.26. Um, however, the cream of the crop for, tw- oh yeah, this is 2021. The cream of the crop for 2021 was an impressive 13.81 pounder caught from the back seat during a wild bliss bass trail turn. Hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, the next lake is Santee Cooper, South Carolina. Yeah, I um, I've seen them fish that on the tour. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know a lot about this lake. Um, yeah, I know next to nothing. I've heard. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, like you said, I've seen it. To um, be honest, with the exception of like, you know, there's a couple lakes on the north side that I know are in this top ten. There's a couple lakes on the west coast that I'm familiar with. There's a lot down here in the south, maybe a couple in the central states, central region. Um, 
but beyond that, like the Santee Cooper, I just I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, might be good for catching like some decent fish, but I mean, there's there's so many. You know as well as I do. There's so many lakes down here in Texas and Oklahoma, Florida. I mean, there's so many lakes down here in the South where you can go and have a legitimate chance to, you know, to, to catch a ten pounder. Like I, I, there's some of these lakes. Uh, I I just don't know if it if it is that same caliber, you know. Yeah. Or like, what so, does it bring to the table compared to those? So the next lake is gonna fire you up because at least it fires me up, right? Because if this if this list hasn't been you know a year of tournaments, that's how they get the information. They they go by the tournaments and they talk to the fish and wildlife guys from the state. They have them do surveys and stuff. Um, but if this lake, if, or if this list had come out like two weeks from when it did, uh, I think this lake would have been number one. I already feel like I know what lake you're about to say. Saint Lawrence River. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're exactly right. I, I can't help but think, just as you said, they wait two more weeks. Jacob Wheeler does what Jacob Wheeler does, puts fish in the boat consistently and without remorse. I mean, it's and, not even just like John Cox, yeah. the, 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 the like shallow water king, <laughs> was up there throwing down some bedding smallmouth, caught like 100 pounds on day one. Like, dude, what? Oh, <laughs> If fish, I'm not gonna say those fish are dumb, but like, we'll say we'll say aggressive, just to not be derogatory to those giant smallmouth up there. If if Lake Fork fish were that aggressive, can you imagine the bags we'd be bringing in? Dude, like, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I would never fish any of the lake. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to fish up there. I'd really like to go catch some like monster smallmouth. All right, yeah, man. next Definitely lake. A dream lake. Next lake is also a dream lake. Never been out there. Um, Clear Lake, California. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, Absolutely. We, uh, you know, and I think you and I talked about it the other day when I was telling you that I'm going to manifest my whole travel scheme uh, once I move into my new house. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not just trying to catch personal best largemouth you know i'm over here looking for any opportunity to catch personal best smallmouth or spotted bass now they don't get just ginormous down here in texas but my gosh i I don't know what it is about those california lakes but they i mean what i I just watched a video about the the spotted bass the 11 pounder that was caught was that in clear lake Uh... sorry i might put you on the spot I think it was a guide out there. I think it was. Pat- I think it's more than that. That's why I'm looking it up. Something Bailey, Patrick Bailey, Philip Bailey, some last name uh, Bailey. He's a guide out there. Official spotted bass caught by Nick Dulick. Uh, oh, excuse me. Now a world me. record, caught on February 12, twenty seventeen. Um, it is eleven plus. I don't want the exact amount. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh, man, eleven pounds. Eleven yeah, four. Eleven four. Oh my gosh, and that's unreal. Yeah. I mean uh, like I just <clears throat> I can't help but think spotted ba- I think spotted bass are more like smallmouth in their nature than largemouth. They look more like largemouth, but you know, their aggressiveness, how they you know, they'll stay offshore in clear water. <clears throat> 
uh, more so than largemouth, I would say. Um, but man, I mean, that's just that's so impressive they get that big, and that's what's crazy. I know you keep up with uh, uh, tactical bass, and like I do, um, I I saw like an old video from several years ago. Uh, Tim Little was driving down at the time he held the the world record spotted bass like 10 10 and a quarter something like that yeah well he drove down to a different lake i i don't even know the name of the so lake the, was, the was, lake that he caught this at was new bollard's bar and it's all it's also in california um uh-huh. it's, a, it's about i didn't look at the exact like mapping but i'd say with how big california is like two and a half to three hours away from clear lake uh west of clear lake or east of clear lake my bad that's right yeah i mean the but really just in the video, it was just amazing to me because, like, he's driving down there, you know, talking in front of the camera, like, oh, yeah, you know, I hold the record right now, but then, oh, you know, my buddy, I'm just going to go look at the fish. Uh, I think he just caught the lake re- or the world record now. Like, they're all like a a group of guides or, you know, just very, very avid anglers that are sitting there catching all these giant, giant spotted bass. And, like, I'm over here, like, Oh yeah, you know, personal best spots about two and a quarter. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so, two pounds. Two pounds. I, I've never seen an eighteen-inch spotted bass in my life in person. But... I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, let's. Uh, all right, Sam. Sam Raven, baby. We both fished this lake. Oh, man, that um, is a love-hate relationship yeah, with that I've, lake, man. I've had some some terrible. The first ever college tournament I fished, like a legit college collegiate bass tournament was on Sam Rayburn and I had probably the worst time. I got a ticket on the way home after weighing in like two fish on tournament day. It was 90 something degrees. I had put a hook in my hand. I had to, I couldn't get it out with a, with the braid strip trick and I had to push it through and my partner wouldn't help me. I did it myself. It was the worst pain I've ever had in my life. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. I got the first, that was like first cast. I went to set like a, 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 some a fish blew up on my popper. Or my, uh, I was a, a walker, walking bait, and uh-huh. um, I, I set the hook and I just leaned into it and like kind of popped the, like you know, popped the rod back a little bit, uh, and it came shooting out of the water and just I put up my hand to block it from my face and it went right into my middle finger. Um, Better middle finger than face, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it hurts. The so money bad, maker. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it was. I, I love that lake. That I, I fished it again. I've only fished it twice. Um, I fished it again and had a decent day. I caught like seven fish, nothing huge, like a four pounder. But, um, yeah, how many times have you fished Raver? Man, I fished it a handful of times. My my first ever college tournament was actually out there on Rayburn, and I mean that's back that's back when I thought Lake Fork was a was a giant lake until I get out there to Sam Rayburn and then realize I do the math on I'm like oh my gosh like this lake is literally five times bigger than Lake Fork and like that in itself was quite intimidating just like I have no clue where I'm gonna go and then I was fishing with uh one of my my football teammates actually it, it was both our first college tournament and um we went out there and practiced two or three days I don't I just don't at the time, I didn't have a ton of experience fishing in the winter, but also, I mean, it was like January. I remember the day because, oh my gosh, it was so freezing, um, freezing cold, especially down here in Texas. 
y'all northern folk, don't get me started. But <laughs> anyways, uh, super cold. Um, weren't getting bit very well. Um, very limited as far as the as far as the uh, knowledge for electronics go and all that. Um, very little knowledge on the lake. I mean, hell, I think we were using like a paper map. Like I was, I was just holding a paper map in my lap while we were going, you know, 40, 50, 60 down the, down the lake. Um, anyways, but yeah, just rained a lot. Uh, the biggest thing that, you know, almost made me reconsider the whole tournament fishing deal. Uh, it, it was a huge wake up call was, uh, those those waves it gets rough out there like you know almost like fear for your life type deal like oh you know just praying you make it back um uh, a safety risk if you're not careful for sure uh i I can easily say no matter how windy it gets out there on lake fork it'll never get as big a waves as i've seen out there on rayburn but um i've had some good Good experiences out there as well. Just uh, in the fall, I did better than I did uh, in the winter, obviously. And uh, but other than that, not just a ton of experience on that lake. I've only fished all the college tournaments. We either I've heard they've launched from the dam sometimes or uh, Humphreys Pavilion. Everything is uh, Humphreys or whatever it's called. Yeah, for sure. Well, the all the times that I fish it, we always launch from Castles Boykin. And we never had the best boat situation or the the super fast boat to get us away from everybody else. We, you know, it's such a big lake. You're not really on top of each other anywhere you go. But even then, it's like I, I've been very limited about where I could fish there. Um, just always fishing that that west side. You know, I've never been to mid lake. Yeah, I've never been to the east side. I've I've only fished never. the west side as well. Yeah, yeah. So like I, I have no clue what that that east side has to offer. Um, Tum- timber it has, it has timber, lots of timber. Oh well, <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I'd almost I'd rather fish. You know, you know me. I'm I'm a dude that'll yeah, flip dude. some bushes. I'll, and, I'll fish that hay grass and those bushes on the west side all day. Um, Absolutely. But so the uh, interesting fact this year. There were 16 share lunkers in the first four months of 2021. In total? Or just uh, Sam Raver? And Sam Raver. That's pretty good. That's not. Um, 16, well, okay, okay. So months? are we talking. That's 13 plus. plus. Oh, we're talking 13 plus. Yeah, share lunkers, not, not just regular lunkers. Yeah. Share they lunkers. had 16 share lunkers caught in this year? The first four, four months of this year. Well, hang on. Because they did implement that, like. We we talked about it the other day. They implemented the uh, like eight pound class, the ten pound class. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sri Lanka list Texas. I mean that's yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go down to Sam Rayburn here real quick. Search. Oh, I gotta look at twenty twenty one because it's showing me all the lunkers ever caught in Rayburn. All right. Uh... Rayburn. So, oh, they're going by length as well. And over, like a 24, is, they count, They don't even have a weight on one of them. It's just a 24. Yeah, it's a lot of 8s, 13s for 2021. About, I don't know how many, but a lot. Anyway, yeah, there's a fuck ton. It's crazy. Uh, so the, ne- the next lake 
is Lake St. Clair, and I know almost nothing about it except for the fact that, you know, they smash smallmouth up here. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, that, that lake I actually have been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to fish. Um, real, I mean, cleanest water I had ever seen coming from Texas. Um, we were bed fishing there late May. My dad, my dad and I didn't know just how cold it got up there, um, because he was, he was trying to plan, uh, our fishing trip around the spawn, but he was thinking spawn like down here, uh, in Texas. So he was thinking, okay, late March, you know, sometime in April. And we went to contact the guide and he's like, oh, I mean, if you get here before late April the the lake's gonna be froze over like there is no <laughs> there is no fishing it's, it's like a season up there you know yeah uh, so i always, i thought that was interesting that was kind of a reality check like oh wow you know we're really blessed to be able to fish you know yeah they can't fish all year. year yeah well, they yeah, can ice yeah. fish i think ice fishing is pretty cool absolutely so but yeah lake uh lake st Clair, excellent fishery in fact i actually asked uh oh i was at the bassmaster classic uh, over here in Fort Worth, uh, that was my first time going to one of those two. But I actually got to speak with Edwin Evers. Uh, man, I, there's another guy I know. Excuse, sorry, I was getting off on a tangent. Anyways, um, Edwin Evers. He, I asked him specifically. I'm like, look, I know you fish everywhere in the country. You know, outside the country too. I'm sure. What is the best smallmouth lake in the country? And he said, of course, you know, uh, St. Lawrence River was up there. He mentioned Lake St. Clair. He also mentioned, uh, is it Lake Champlain, I think? Or Champlain? Mm, yeah. Yeah. He mentioned, he mentioned that. And then here we are, you know, post the demolishing that happened out there on Lake St. Clair. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, you might have just lost a little bit of credibility. Like, that's... Uh, that's I, I don't know if Lake Champlain's putting out those kind of numbers. Oh, yeah, and the St. Lawrence River is that you mean? Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's uh, Lake Champlain's not putting out the same oh, size or numbers as yeah, no, um, no. maybe that's size, but there's just no way. Like I've never heard of and it's the ridiculous. They keep saying every year, oh, it won't last, oh, it won't last. But like then, like an elite series or the BPT in this case went up there and just smashed them. It's like. It's not just yeah. Jacob Wheeler. Um, so let, let's finish this lake staff. Something else to talk about that has to do with that tournament. But, uh, okay, so number eight, Lake Jordan. I don't know anything really much about it. It's North Carolina, though, so, you know. Dude, what? Yeah, Lake Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've heard I'm sorry. of it. Um, the, the, that's, that's very similar to the whole, uh, I mean, I can't even name it, Santee Cooper, I guess. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. okay, probably very respectable fisheries, but, like, just – you know, it, they're not getting near the hype. I, I don't know. I I'm think not, this I'm not year the to tournaments these lakes I've never been to. The tournaments were crazy. Uh, so the next, we're gonna skip number nine, go to number ten. We'll go back to number nine because number nine is gonna be a, a tangent for both of us, I think. But all right, <laughs> number ten is Pickwick Lake, um, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. Honestly, screw Pickwick. Y'all can have your Pickwick. Like hard ass fishery. I don't know where you're getting this. Oh, it's easy. Like, okay, current. Like, whatever. I'm not a current fisherman. It's hard. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, 
we trying to fish ledges for the first time ever like there's just not a whole lot of those there's not a whole lot of rivers in texas that offer like that well of fishing yeah offshore. i would say none i would say there's zero yeah, yeah honestly <laughs> the red yeah, river is definitely a shallow fishery and it's probably the best river fishery i guess in texas. yeah red river sabine river i mean you don't see people just going off i mean it's all just it's way too shallow yeah. um anyways but yeah I, what the most interesting thing for me about pickwick and i'll leave it alone was um i talked to a guy up there um before we went and fished the national championship he's a local up there yes it was outside of the or you know within it was within the rules of like when you can receive information all that stuff like let's not think that i'm a cheater here but anyways was talking to him and he was like look man like these fish relate to the current i had to get like a specific uh app that would tell me when they were releasing current uh or you know they were releasing water or pulling water out of pickwick and moving it on down the the chain um and it would tell me how how much they were pulling and all that well the most interesting thing to me was my my guy there that was local he told me that if the if they're ever scheduled to pull more than x amount of water we'll say a hundred thousand tons of water an hour or something like that i don't know if they're ever to pull that much water you know if they're ever scheduled to do that he said basically the whole town will shut down because it's just that ridiculous of fishing where you can go out there and catch you know five five pounders in five casts like just that kind of ridiculous and i mean i think that just sets up for honestly kind of inconsistent fishing i mean as amazing as that sounds like the rarity of the times that you get to do that and yeah. stuff I, mean, I just so they, i think it's, it's a unique fishery they, that you just have to know they put up good bags but like the biggest or big bass honors was 7.66 the 20 they had top 20 teams at this tournament though cracked 20 pounds which is a nuts like so they have good consistent bags right but not yeah. like giant yeah that's that's that is uh, impressive that's yeah not like that um all right number nine is uh, a, a youtuber made this lake famous there's no one there, no doubts about it millican made this what like made people recognize this lake lake ohiv in texas this yeah. lake produced a 16-4 this year and it produced six legacy sherlunker bass weighing more than 13 pounds this year six 13 plus pounders six (laughs) i mean and and you know what's crazy like i was watching all his videos whenever he released them i don't think they caught a 13 pounder i think they were all like 14 plus no he caught a oh yeah so he he caught a 12 6 and then all the like lunkers was like like all the lunk like there's two over 12 and they were a 14 something and a 16 4 and then the casey caught the 14 something the uh the owner of six cents caught the 14 something and john joe mckay or whatever his uh the guy who has the the wizard shirts or whatever uh, he's the one who caught the 16-4, and they're all in the same boat. Sheesh. They had a 60-pound I mean, stringer. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. That's like uh, some Butch Brown stuff right there. <laughs> that's, um, that's like Falcon Lake numbers, like, way back when. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. crazy, dude. Oh, yeah. That, and then you know what else? I think 
if I'm not mistaken, I think they caught the uh, the smallmouth record twice in that all after that big. Oh yeah, they caught the smallmouth. But it was the lake. It was the lake record. Yeah, yeah. And then they caught. What, what did um, I? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you didn't say like what kind of record. I just wanted to like clarify. It was the lake record, and then like not like a state or anything, and then. Uh, they caught the warm or the, what is that? What are they calling that new fish? Is that like a warm? What is that fish? A mean mouth. Mean mouth. Yeah, they caught like a mean mouth out of there. That's like the the lake record for that too. Uh, so they I must like, admit that, but yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's insane. Just that many records and that, you know. Yeah. That's I, who would have thought? After I would not have thought you could go out there. Any, I didn't think you'd go anywhere in Texas with Florida strain bass. After um, the biggest cold front you and I have ever seen in our lives down here, um, and just hammer them like they caught a bunch of fish and they were all good. Like I, I was lost for words. You know, like I definitely would have been like, oh, you know, it'll take a couple weeks for them to recover because they're all, uh, uh, you know, Florida strain and just. Mm -hmm any experience I've had out there on Fork or any of these East Texas lakes, those Florida strain fish get the slightest hint of uh, a cold front coming in. Like, it's just, forget about it, you know? Yeah. My experience, but anyway. Um, Alright, the next topic, we're going to try and cover this pretty quick because we got some more things to cover, but the next topic is floggers. Alright? <laughs> um, so here's the deal with floggers, right? Everyone's flipping out about them. Um, my opinion, I think Mike's the same thing. Is like, dude, they've been around since like the '80s. Like, people are maybe you're just finding out about them because we're from the South. Like, but up north, they've been using this or like a, a version of this forever. It doesn't magnify. All it does is let you see through the surface of the like the lake that's already clear. You might, it just uh, helps you get a clearer picture. Yeah, yeah. So you might explain to to some who might not know. Like, what are we what are we talking about here? Okay, like, so what is a, a flogger. You look through it's a piece of plastic with glass on on the bottom. You look through it, it helps you break the surface and see through really, really clear lakes. They use them up north. Uh, Jacob Wheeler used it in St. Lawrence. A lot, like pretty much the whole Bass Pro Tour used them on the St. Lawrence River. Um, Jacob won it, though, and that he so he got a lot of his, oh, people are like, oh, he's cheating, he's using a flogger, but like everyone up north uses a flogger and has for years, and like the Elite Series went up there a couple years ago and everyone used it then. Did no one notice it then? Like, what? I don't understand, like, why it's just now becoming a big deal. Like, we talked about it two years ago in college. I remember me and you having a conversation about it in college. I asked you what it was. Like, what the hell are they using? And uh, you were explaining it to me or someone like Dawson or someone else was explaining it to me. And I was like, oh, that's neat. Like, but it's been established for years and we're from Texas. Like... <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, we could not, we really couldn't use one of those in any of the lakes that I can. Uh, maybe like Hawkins. Have you ever been out there? No. Yeah, it's it's like five to ten foot clear, uh, yeah. five to ten foot visibility water. Um, but yeah, any of these traditional East Texas lakes, I mean, you're not, you're not going to get the full benefit out no, of it. No um, for um, those who are having trouble picturing what we're talking about when we mention a flogger. It basically I, think I haven't of a, picked up I have it up for the YouTube viewers, but I guess for the Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Sorry, just a giant or like a, a traffic cone. Like I, that's what I think of, just like an orange yeah. 
graphic cone. I'm sure you could honestly like make your own. You wouldn't even have to go out and buy one, but it would be like uh, I'd be afraid of using one of those dang things in like rough water and then having my eye held up to it. Probably be like when you get hit with the scope on a gun after shooting or something. Jacob Wheeler was talking about how he had bruises all around. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that just sounds rough. His hands are rough. His knees are rough because they, they're fishing with one hand a lot of times. Like he would, he was looking through the flogger with one hand, and like the waves are just coming up and knock him in the face. And he has his fishing rod on the other, like like drop shot or Ned rigging or whatever he was in the smallmouth. Oh, it was crazy! Like watching his bait. But you know, they wouldn't have been able to do any of that if they didn't have an old tracks or at the very least yeah. a. Uh, a tossable anchor, you know, but yeah. beyond that, I mean, 100%. I'm, I'm sure, you know, they had to use the anchor beforehand, but since then, I mean, it's only had to have gotten better to be used, able to use that spot lock and then be able to go anywhere in the boat and sit down and get comfortable and try to fish those fish. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Um, yeah, now some of those people are trying to like get it outlawed and pro fishing and tournaments. It's just like, Okay, so like outlaw for fluorocarbon line if you do that, or, or like polarized sunglasses. Um, but then like people are just gonna throw on some goggles, and it does the same thing as goggles, and just look under the surface because it, it it would do the same thing. Just okay, now you have to put your face in the water, right? Can you imagine uh, <laughs> the fishermen we looked up to our whole lives just sitting there like with a <laughs> the like a just the the uh, the goggles, but then also the little like snorkel thing, so they don't choke. Imagine like Greg Hackney and his like big beard like coming out of the water. Like, like. <laughs> oh my that goodness, oh, that'd be something, man. But- All right, so last topic, we'll just pick a bait of the week. Um, and since we already filmed the video on it, and I'm just using the video that we had where I caught a bunch on a zoom trickworm. It's a zoom trickworm. There you go. So, people and everyone's uh, talking about it's in the top selling tackle it's there i caught him on it so whatever um i don't know what i'm gonna pick next week but it'll probably like i didn't i went fishing tonight and didn't catch anything um out at a local little pond lake thing i got a couple bites but i couldn't get them up through the hydrilla and matted grass it's crazy you can't fish that lake for shit um but yeah alright well I'll, I'll link Michael down below um, his his YouTube name is Real Life of Mike before, before we get into all that you know what I really want to talk about what boat snacks oh bro boat snacks I even think I'm glad you brought up like the topic of the show because me, I'm such a bad host top five boat snacks something relevant oh, you know okay. what I'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, you top five boat snacks. Yeah, I'll go first because I know what's going to be on your list, right? And I have <laughs> one of them on mine now. I'll, I'm going to put honey buns on that list. Gonna, oh, yeah. Okay, honey yeah, buns is one. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm really into like some granola bars on a boat. Uh, the salty, like the, the ones, <laughs> like the salted like yogurt ones or whatever they are with like the stuff on the bottom and stuff. I feel you, yeah. Yeah, those uh gotta have some like cheez it's or like whales or like some kind of like cheesy snack like salty <laughs> snack uh man what else what else do we got in there what do we what i do we i legit have my five right now like i'm i'm actually excited okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Uh, what else do I bring? Uh, I'll bring some like drinks too. Drinks, drinks, and go on there. I mean, yeah. Body armor, good. body armor, hundred okay. percent body armor. Because uh-huh. um, we, I bring that like every time I go fishing. Um, and then you know, rest in peace, Kobe. He's the owner mm-hmm. of the or he was. You know. uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he started. Um, what's number five, dude? What do I? What is like a good solid thing that I eat all the time on the boat? You gotta have a protein in there. A pork rinds. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! You said it before me. Was, I had it planned out. Was... You shouldn't have said protein. <laughs> <laughs> the oh reason you brought them on the boat is because you were trying to gain weight and you were like bro they have way more protein than potato chips oh my gosh <laughs> alright so look for any, everyone that I mean they're probably no one that knows this story besides you and me but yeah. if you're trying to go out and win a tournament in some crappy weather don't Fall forget lake, catch a gar on braided line that's it no bait yeah, braided just, line <laughs> If you want to go out on a lake you've never been on and win a tournament in the nastiest weather you can imagine, do not get on the water without some pork rinds. <laughs> some soggy we, pork rinds. We almost ate water none. The boat as yeah. you're running down the lake. We almost ate none of them because they went all over the boat. Oh my gosh. It took me, it looked, he took me a little bit to clean those out. Like I almost had to wait for him to dry out again and then pick them out. <laughs> like. It's a mess, man. All right, what's your what's your top five? Oh, okay. So, we'll say we'll say pork rinds just just to be funny. But really, okay, honey buns. Okay. Yeah, I'm a I, I do I do some nasty things for for a good honey <laughs> bun. Um, I'll say beef jerky. Love beef jerky. Oh, that's a good one. I missed, man. Yeah, 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 man. I, I've had some time to think about this because I always get hungry on the boat and. When I get hungry and I don't have anything, it's it turns into hangry very quickly. Um, I know. It, it's usually <laughs> it's usually complemented with a sub, you know, not that great fishing not day. Fishing. Yeah. Not yeah. So okay. So <laughs> beef jerky, pork rinds, honey buns, dude. I'm gonna say Pringles. I love Pringles. Pringles. Like okay. even just the, even just the plain. Pringles, like yeah, I like some Pringles. Yeah, like even when we're like, yeah, I like the back. reduced sodium Pringles. Hey man, I, I don't discriminate on my potato chips to be honest with you, but <laughs> those Pringles, they hit. <laughs> and then, uh, and I'd almost say like lifesavers. Like <sighs> really? I don't know, I just, I like I like gummy candy or you know something I can kind of chew on a little bit. Cold. Um, Cold gas station burritos didn't make your list. I figured. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, now we're talking about like boat meals. So, oh, shit. oh man. Uh, yeah, there's you. You can't really beat a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit from a gas station. You know, right Three there. Three hours after you buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You buy the one to eat before you get to the ramp, and then it's like, oh, you know, I'm not really starving, and I don't want to have to get off the water to, you know use the bathroom so i'm just gonna eat this one and then yeah right there about anywhere from 12 30 to 2 p.m you're sitting there like oh wait i totally have another one of those sandwiches let me just eat that yeah so nah, all, right, no, that's... all right guys yeah we're gonna go ahead and call it a night uh 
Michael, you can you can shout out yourself, man. I always say you go ahead and shout yourself out, say your goodbyes, whatever you gotta do. No doubt, man. Well, hey, look, thank you all for thank you all for listening, Austin. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd love to be a, a guest again on yours, or you know, well, for one, you know, I just I love hearing myself talk, as y'all can tell by I don't even know how long we've been on this, but anyways, uh, uh, an hour and six minutes. Whoo! Have to cut some of that out. Yeah, it's about yeah. the part where I was talking about uh, basketball or something. But <laughs> anyways, uh, my YouTube is Life of Mike, and then my Instagram is at Real Life, Real Life of Mike, all one one word, no uh, underscores or anything like that. So, all right, man. All right, uh, thank you guys for watching this week's boat stack is honey buns. Obviously, yes, uh, we, we ate honey buns on the boat, so it's got to be that way. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Peace.